Kia ora and hello friends. Welcome to the Restoring Connections podcast episode 10. My apologies for the last episode. I think I introduced it as episode 8 when it was 9 or 9 when it was 8 or something like that. Anyways, not my, uh, not my specialty. Shout out to Nate Stevenson who's helping us to produce the podcast now. Um, so hopefully he's going to help me stay on the straight and narrow. And our own dear friend, Michelle Gear, <clears throat> Michelle Gear, who helps us to keep coordinated and on track with things as well. Um, okay, I'm really, really excited about uh, today's episode because I have my very own darling, Cora Dawson, my wife. She's joining me today. It's taken me a little bit of time to rope her in to jumping in on one of these episodes, um, uh, mostly just getting the gear set up and all that kind of thing so we can do interview style. We uh, chatted with Kiana, our 15-year-old daughter, on the last episode, uh, which was called You Can Be So Harsh Sometimes. That was a, that was a pretty cool episode. I'm pretty excited about um, having Kiana then and having Cora on this particular episode. So yeah, hopefully you're tracking with us on the change in format. What we, we were doing before was um, basically reading out the blogs uh, that we write, that we put on the website and just adding a little bit of commentary on the way through. Now we're shifting to more of an interview style, a little bit more ad lib <laughs> sort of a dynamic, which I'm really enjoying. So I hope you are too. Okay. We thought that it would be quite cool to essentially dive into a straight-up argument that we had. What was it? Two weeks ago? Three weeks ago? Oh, I can't remember. Yeah, it's a little while now. <laughs> Probably. Let's call it. Let's call About it three, three weeks ago. Yeah. I want to say. Um, we agreed on the amount of weeks. Oh yeah, yeah, we're off to a good start. So, the topic that we wanted to explore is uh, in this episode is the topic of resolving a. A conflict or engaging in a confrontation in sort of a you know an exchange of truth between between two people in a way that actually resolves something there's one thing that I noticed a lot that I have noticed a lot in my own life and well not so much anymore uh, because of the things we're going to talk about um, certainly used to be an issue in the past and is definitely something that I hear from people a lot is um, have experiencing Basically, a confrontation or a, some degree of an exchange, um, you know, of a, a, a conflict that goes down, but the person still doesn't come away with any real sense of resolution or clarity. So it sounds something like this. Um, oh, no, no, we talked about it. Yeah, no, we sat down and we, we kind of had it out and, and worked it through. And I go, oh, awesome. So it's all resolved now? Oh, nah, nah, it's still super awkward. Not resolved at all. And I'm going, man, talk about a lose-lose. You've gone through all the trouble and vulnerability of having the confrontation, getting honest, but you don't come away with any of the reward, which, you know, hopefully is an actual resolution over what's taken place. And so because we hear this so frequently, we thought it might be helpful to unpack some of the things that we've learned as a couple in our relationship with each other, in our relationship with others around how to actually have conflict in a way where you come away resolved, where it's not still eating away at the connection, but there, think of it a little bit like a wound that is actually healed. Think of it like when you, you, know, you cut yourself and then hopefully two, three weeks later, it's literally like it didn't happen. The skin heals over. Maybe you've got a wee little scar there, but 
you know, maybe not, but either way, it's, it's like it didn't happen. That's the kind of confrontation, that's the kind of conversations that we really want to have, is conversations that are so powerful, so filled with truth, so filled with healing and clarity and resolution that it's almost like they didn't happen. And it was quite cool, actually, when we were preparing for this uh, for this episode, and we were kind of reflecting back on it, we we actually had to work out what what it was. We actually had to dive back in. It was actually quite challenging. We even had to write it up on the whiteboard and draw some <laughs> diagrams to try to remember what it was that happened and what we were both bummed about, what she was bummed about, what I was bummed about, because it was so resolved mm. that it had kind of almost completely disappeared from our memory. And man, can I also tell stories of the opposite, where years later, I could remember with crystal clear clarity exactly what that person did in that conversation that I'm still so bummed about because it never actually resolved. And so that it sits like a splinter in your skin in the skin of your heart, <laughs> um, you know, just desperately wanting to get pulled out. So we pulled out a big splinter in this conversation we had a few weeks ago and thought we would unpack that a little bit for you as to how we were able to do that. Um, do you want to dive in? Shall I introduce what actually happened? Yes, probably best because I feel like you have more detail in your head, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. So we had actually, we were just on the back of, it was a, it was a gnarly one actually because we had just spent we were having a weekend together. Mm. So we had the kids all looked after and we had the whole weekend together. We actually stayed at home. This is a genius move actually um, for the couples out there. We highly recommend this. We Sometimes we actually get other people to look after the kids. We got four kids. Um, they're age 15 all the way down to four. And so what we do is we get the kids looked after by friends in different parts of the city. And then instead of booking some really expensive accommodation somewhere, which is also definitely fun. We like to do that sometimes as well. But other times when finances are a little more tight and we are exhausted, it's actually more awesome to just get the kids looked after. And then we just stay home. We just sleep and sleep and sleep and sleep and sleep. It's amazing. Uh, so we were having one of those times. So we were, we had Friday and the Saturday and then it was Sunday, probably around lunchtime or no, Sunday morning. It was sort of right at the start of the day on Sunday. We had a bit of an unsavory moment <laughs> and it, essentially what had happened was Cora had put together, she had worked quite hard. Um, it'll be helpful for her to hear that from me right now. You'll understand why. She, she, she had worked really hard on creating a whole run sheet for the pickups because we had kids, all four kids were in four different locations. And so there was quite a, like that evening, there was a fair bit of, of driving around to pick everybody up to do. And so, dog to pick up. Exactly. Exactly. All that stuff. And so she, we had kind of agreed um, leading up to it that it would be best, it's more her gifting to organize the pickups because Cora is really, really good at managing things at the last minute. Complex, urgent is where Cora shines. If it's complex and urgent, in fact, the more complex it is and the more urgent it is, the more her gifting shine. And for me, it's the exact opposite. And you'll remember if you listened to the last episode that I happened to, coincidentally, I was describing the whole situation of Levi needing help with his 
Zoom call, and it was complex and urgent, and that is anathema to me. My brain just turns into silly putty when it's complex and urgent. So we both agreed, better for Cora to organize it, right? So she had done a fair bit of organizing work, and then we're sitting at the kitchen table, and I say, oh, so something like, do you have, is everything sorted out for me to do the pickups? And she says something like, um, yeah, it's basically all sorted. Just jump on the Facebook thread because I'm, a, you know, it was a big Facebook thread with everybody involved, which was really smart. Um, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Darling. So, so Facebook thread, it's all, all there. She says, just jump on the Facebook thread. Don't really, like, she's done her big push and she feels like, okay, peace out. You know, I'm, I'm peacing out here. I don't really want to do all the organizing and explain it all to you. Just jump on the thread, look at it, and then make it happen. You're welcome, basically, <laughs> is her message to me. So, and she's, and she basically, the signal I get was like, okay, you know, I've done my bit. You take over from here. So, anything to add at this point? Uh, no, I think the only little detail, I mean, for those who are just so keen for all these little morsels of details, it's very important to the story, uh, is that I was also trying to do some shopping because I do my shopping on Sunday. So I was trying to combine it all. And I had thought through strategically in my head, oh, this is what Matt can do. And then this is what I can do. But yeah, so yeah, it's just yes. all of these details were all swarming in my head, probably not so clearly in Matt's head at that point. Exactly. So, yeah. Believe it or not, <laughs> I was not thinking about the grocery shopping on that day at all. In my mind, the groceries just, you know, the food, the food just all magically appears every week. It's amazing. Um, I just sort of leave, you know, go have a meeting with somebody and I come back and the food has all been replenished. It's awesome. So... So I basically, I jump on the thread and I look at it and here's where, here's where we start getting into trouble. Here's where I start getting into trouble is um, I'm looking at the thread and, and it's a, not quite as clear as what I had sort of imagined. And I'm, I'm all good with that. You know, I didn't, you know, it wasn't a huge bummer for me or anything, but I'm thinking, okay, I'm getting a signal. There's still a little bit of organizing work to do and I'm realizing also some of what, some of the way she had structured the trip seemed a little inconvenient for me. There was a particular family where, where Shiloh, who Shiloh was staying with, that I really wanted to have a little bit of time with if I could. And so I needed to ideally not have our nine-year-old boy and our six-month-old dog in the car when I was trying to have a little bit of quality time. So I'm seeing some things in there that I'd like to change a little bit. And so I basically just gave myself full permission and just completely reorganized the thing, right? I just go like, okay, how about this, everybody? You know, I mean, like you look at the thread, there's like a huge long thread of all this work Cora's done, da 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 getting all this organized. And then there's just this little message at the bottom that's for me. It's like, how about this? And just completely re reorganize the whole thing back to front. Um, and, you know, very smartly. But <laughs> Very smartly, may I add. Well, it takes, well, it it, takes you know, certain skills to be able to do that really well like this. So and I don't know if it was smarter, but it just worked better for me, <laughs> right? And so, and, and I got the thumbs up sort of from pretty much everybody in the group. But there was one thing that I had, a, a detail that I missed in relation to the dog. Um, and yes, I say it with that tone for a reason. Um, that one detail... 
um, w Cora was a little concerned that it was insensitive, right? Because mm -hmm. um, I had kind of reconfigured the plan yeah. and you, you had information from this person as to when the dog needed yeah. to get picked up yeah. and I was kind of messing with that and she's going, that person's going to find that frustrating. We've, she and I have already processed that um, and now you've gone and changed that plan. So she's a little bit concerned about that. <laughs> N the other dynamic here is that Cora... All assumptions, obviously. I don't right. know for sure this person would feel that way, but... Right, but Cora, that's, my, that's my the other... spidey senses. <laughs> yeah, that's the other differences to be aware of is that Cora is typically far more intuitive and sensitive around people's needs. For me, I only know the needs that people communicate explicitly. You know, it's like that. that's how I navigate my relationships. I need people to really spell it out for me in great clarity. And if they don't, well, I'm I, my spidey sense is, is not very good. Oh, maybe it used to be good, but now I don't feel like it's very good because I'm used to living with Cora, who is like literally Spider-Man, um, <laughs> Spider-Woman. So when, when it comes to these areas. Okay, so I send this message and I'm thinking, we're all good, sweet as, and then... Uh, about probably about 10 minutes later, we're in the kitchen again. And what happens? Well, I saw, I saw that Matt had made this huge change. So obviously I'm like, oh. how are you feeling? So how, how many hours did I spend between all the conversations with each person when I dropped the kids on Friday, because I was the one who dropped all the kids and the dog and to, uh, yeah, just every, every minute I spent on that thread trying to understand does everybody has what they need? that just kind of comes back up and triggers me. And I'm like, I just wasted all this time where you could have done this. Like mm -hmm. in one second, so I was really frustrated uh, feeling, uh, what would be the feeling? Uh, probably probably un unprocessed with, yeah. in terms of un unacknowledged. Oh, I, I worked really hard. Why didn't you just kind of come and talk to me? And we kind of make sure that it's, you know, all this time that I spent was well yeah. fruitful and, you know, <laughs> yeah, so. So what was your first strategy for dealing with yeah, this frustration? venting about <laughs> how I felt. Yeah, so I went straight into, I don't even, you probably remember better at that point. What did I say? Sure. What did I do? Sure, I, I would it. have no, because I don't feel frustrated yeah, anymore, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. even remember. I yeah. have an emotional memory. So, so Only if I still felt frustrated would I remember what right. I actually said. So yeah. it's a good sign. Yeah. I'm not frustrated anymore. Well, here we go. That's why we're talking about it. It's so resolved that she can't even remember totally what happened. remember what I said. So I so I'm sitting there in the kitchen and I'm thinking everything's great. We're just about to have the day together and and Cora comes in and I can't remember the exact words you said, but you basically something around the lines something along the lines of why would you do that? <laughs> Yeah, that's right. Why would you do that? Why would you, why would you send this rude. message? Oh why God. would you say? And the, the, and she keeps asking me this question. Why would you do it? Now, my one of my struggles. I'm a really a words person, so I tend to read actual literal. I tend to take words literally, and I don't factor in, you know, body language and tone as much as probably most people do. It definitely gets me. In, it's a gifting, but it definitely gets me into trouble. So what I'm hearing, she keeps asking me this question. <laughs> Why would you do this? Why would you do this? Why would you do this? Um, now I look back and I see she's probably not actually asking me a question. <laughs> she's probably more telling me how she feels, mm -hmm. right? But you know, I'm I get a little bit hung up on the I get a little bit hung up on the words. So I'm getting a little bit frustrated because you know she's going, "Why would you do this? Why would you do this?" And I'm going, "I can't wait till you stop venting. Stop, so I can tell you. stop venting so I can answer your question, <laughs> right?" And so and then my and then, and then my answer was quite 
curt and quite like, you know, a bit of a like, it was a bit of a slap, you know, verbally, not physically ever. Um, but, you know, it was a bit of a, a you know, a, a pushback, like, you know, stop being, stop overreacting, you know, da, 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 kind of a, kind of a vibe. I didn't say that, but it was something, I probably answered the question, knowing me, I probably said, <laughs> I, here, I probably got, I probably did my total smart ass thing and went, wow, I can't wait till you start, stop talking so that I can answer your question. Here's why I did it. And then I explained why I did it. And of course, just as much as she's not really asking me why, I'm not really explaining why. Really what I'm saying is why are you losing control? Losing the plot on me. <laughs> right? So here's the thing. So it's a, so it's crunchy, right? Pretty challenging. And then we start we started applying some of the principles that we talk about a lot. <laughs> okay. Let's take turns. And so I decided, okay. We're both feeling something, but we can't both talk and listen at the same time. We got to figure out who's going to listen to who. And that's one of the most fundamental principles of communication that we find so helpful is you got to actually have one person speaking and one person listening. I know. Absolute breakthrough revelation, isn't it? But, but uh, it, it sounds incredibly simple, but it's actually when you're both feeling something really intensely to slow down and have one person listen, one person speak, um, can actually be quite tricky. And so having the discipline to do that is really good. So we decided, okay, so Matt is listening to Cora and she unpacks for me this feeling, which we now have clarity about, the feeling of being, feeling a bit disrespected, feeling a bit unprocessed with, a little unacknowledged. That's what you yeah, just said. Yeah, mainly hey. just not feeling like you checked in yeah. and said, hey, that's a bit too much for me. Yeah. How about we do it differently? Yeah. I do it differently. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. And so we got that. And what we got clarity around was that rather than me just going, oh, okay, the ball's in my court now. I know Cora's done all this work on it, but now now it's in my domain. And so I'm just going to do whatever I want. Um, I should have, because the, the reality of what I was feeling when I saw the thread was, I'm not sure if this plan is going to work for me. I know we've decided that Cora would do it, I'm not sure if this plan is going to work for me. I should have checked in with Cora. This would have been so helpful, right? Mm. If I'd come out um, and it's into the bedroom and said, and said, hey, babe, um, there's some things about your plan that are not like as awesome as I would want them to be. Do you mind if I change it a little bit, you know, or if I actually change completely <laughs> reorganize it? Actually, it would have been more true. Or, or would you prefer to actually just do the trip yourself? And if I had said that, what would you have said? That would have been exactly what it, yeah, that would have satisfied his sense of like you, you saw that I took so much time to organize it for you because you asked me, because that was the other thing that I think maybe we haven't kind of clarified as much. You had asked me on Friday, hey, can you take that on? Yes. That would be nice for you to organize all this and this is where you shine, you know, organizing things at the last minute. Yeah. So that would have been nice at that point because I would have felt, oh yeah, he sees that not only this is what I do well when there's, a, you know, a really intense mm -hmm. last minute scenario and also this is now he's respecting that he's asked me to do that yeah. for him and he's going, hold on, actually, as it turns out, it doesn't work for me. I would have felt partnered with. Yeah. You know, it would have felt kind of acknowledged in that moment. Yeah, so that yeah. would have been awesome. Definitely. I think I would have definitely, I, I believe yeah. right now that I would have actually felt, um, yeah, more more at peace about the whole situation. Even if you had wanted to change everything, it wouldn't have affected me yeah. because I would have felt like, oh, yeah, there's, we, we passed it on. So yeah. it wasn't all wasted. It just somehow served a good purpose because Matthew now can 
go from there and arrange it in a way that works for him. And yeah, so it was that connection bit that was missing for me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what's so, you know, fascinating about this stuff and so challenging is that it's, it's the awareness. We, what we need from each other is different. And so it's the, you know, I'm thinking in my head, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm not thinking oh, I'm being, I, I'm just going to be totally insensitive here. I'm just going to do whatever the heck I want. Yeah. You know, it's the, it's the presently minded awareness yeah. of, me, of, of knowing the uniqueness of who Cora is. And the more you get to know somebody, the more you understand what it looks like to actually meet those needs. You understand yeah. those unique set of needs. Some needs, you know, are just completely fundamental that we all have, but a, a lot of needs are quite different. Yeah. You know, and what it, we need from each other is different. And it's really easy to kind of, even for people listening now to go, but that's such a small deal. Like, who cares? Or like, well, you guys spent all that time talking about this. Why? But I think it, it's every part of our conflicts that are problematic where we can't get out of it is often because it's it's already on existing triggers. A yes. sense of wanting to feel acknowledged and partner with for me is, it goes deeper than this small little issue. Yes. Otherwise I wouldn't have brought it up. Yeah. It wouldn't have hurt yes. unless it hurt for a good reason. There's something deeper and you and I have had to work so hard yeah. on our partnership, which is why like now I don't let small things get away. Because it matters that we can you know deal with these small things in order to kind of go, ah, we're really nailing this, aren't we? Like, we're doing yeah. this well now. So it's kind of, yeah, for, for those listening now, even kind of mm-hmm. going, oh, that sounds like a lot of work. It's like, yeah, it kind of is only if it matters. Yeah. If it doesn't matter to you, then don't worry. Mm-hmm. You know, that means it's not painful. But when it matters, mm-hmm. there's, when there's pain associated, it means, oh, what, what's the trigger there? Yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we often use the metaphor of weeding a garden. Uh, is it a lot of work to stay on top of keeping a garden weeded? you know, day in, day out, week after week. Yeah. Well, yes, but is that more work than letting the garden get completely overgrown yeah. and then you need to approach it with a chainsaw? I don't know. <laughs> it, you know, it's a, it's a, it's sort of, yes, it's, it's work, but it's, it's, it's light work yeah. constantly yeah. rather than letting things go and then having to deal with a huge oak tree, you know, growing in the middle of your garden and then it's really sad because yeah. there is no way to just gently pull an oak tree out of your garden. Mm-hmm. You got to kind of rip the thing to pieces in order to remove that oak tree. And that's where we've got to be really careful. Sometimes a weed gets so big that you can't, you know, a weed of, of mistrust and an unmet legitimate need goes on for so long um, that the process of, of dealing with that just devastates the yeah. relationship. And so we're pretty committed to making sure that doesn't happen. Very much planning on staying in love for a long time. Um, so, so we got that clarity. So that was really good. I could understand what she needed and, and what I could work on going forward. I, then, we took, then we switched, yeah. right? And then it was yeah. Cora's turn to listen to Matt a little bit. Um, and Because she was kind of feeling like, okay, I feel acknowledged. And I recognized yeah, I totally should have connected with you about it. I just completely reorganized it my own way without actually acknowledging, you know, yeah. all of your hard work in it. Um, so that was that was not particularly cool on on my end. And I and most importantly, I had clarity on what I could have done differently to to you know for her to have felt all the things that I want her to feel, <laughs> which yeah. is not unheard and unacknowledged. I want her to feel heard. I want her to feel respected. I want her to feel loved. And so she's spelling it out for me, what I could have done differently 
to make her, um, to help her to feel the things that I want her to feel. Remember, this yeah. isn't this isn't ransom. She's not holding me for ransom. Yeah. She's not saying if you don't give me That's these right. things, I'm going to punish you. She's responding to my desire to to help her to feel the things that I want her to feel in my yeah. presence because I care about this connection. Yeah. Big difference. So then, as the shoe goes on the other foot, I I basically said something like, you know, I understand the need to vent. I need the <laughs> I need to vent sometimes too. But when you vent to me about me, it's a very uncomfortable experience for me. <laughs> what? And, you don't want to hear it? <laughs> I, I feel a little bit trapped. I feel a bit disrespected. I, you know, I, I, it's, not a, it's not a great feeling. And so I said, hey, look, you know, what you could have done differently that would have helped me is I, I don't need you to feel. I'm not saying like, you know, notice there's a big difference. You know, I, I'm not saying you're feeling, you know, you're overreacting. You're feeling the wrong thing. I'm not saying any of that because that's really dumb. Never, ever, ever say that, to, particularly to the men out there. Can I just give you a tip? Yeah. Never say that. It's never the smart thing to say. It's always dumb, and it's always disrespectful, mm -hmm. right? So instead of going down that route, I'm just saying, hey, I understand the need to vent, right? And first I had to check in with her that she was comfortable calling what she did venting. <laughs> sure, yeah. And I kind of went, would we agree that that was a bit of a vent? And she kind of went... Which is legit, which is absolutely yeah. legit. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. The question isn't to vent or not to vent. Yeah, yeah. The question is, to whom do I vent? <laughs> About whom, right? <laughs> and so it, it probably would have been more healthy, you know, to just to find somebody else or to go for a little walk, you know, a little walk through the garden, maybe pick some weeds, some actual weeds in the garden, and just... <laughs> And just let the imaginary mat absolutely have it, right? So that the real mat. Take a boxing or like yeah, exactly. Sport, yeah, know, some kind that that's right. Me. Yeah, go out to the to the punching bag that we have hung out out, out back. No, we don't have one, but we probably should get one. Um, and and so she acknowledged that. She said, "Yeah, that's definitely something I could work on." Okay, so there's three things here that we just as we bring this episode to a close. There's three things to make it really simple that we want to identify that are key ingredients of a conflict actually being resolved, right? So if you're going to go the dis if you're going to get into the conversation, man, get into it all the way until it's resolved or you would have been far better off just not bringing it up at all. The worst thing in the world is when you enter into a conflict and then it doesn't actually resolve anything. It's a lose-lose. Okay, the first is clarity on who is taking responsibility for what. And you'll notice in this situation, mm -hmm. Cora took responsibility for venting in, in an unhealthy way, right? I took responsibility for not acknowledging all the work that she had done and not checking in with her first before just reorganizing the whole plan. And that really, that's probably the most important thing. Yeah. We get some sense of agreement around and sometimes that's not easy you know sometimes it took us what probably about 30 minutes yeah yeah maybe 30 sometimes this has taken us weeks on bigger issues you know yeah, on bigger say, issues yeah. or going back you know 10 years ago when yeah. we really struggled with our yeah. communication yeah. with each other sometimes of these course, kind of yeah. things would take a long time now you know because we're pretty disciplined with our communication yeah. we can weed the garden pretty easily uh, with these kind of things but we get clarity it's just it just resolves things. It just keeps, it just creates peace when we can look each other in the eye and go, oh yeah, 
you're taking responsibility for that. I'm taking responsibility for this. Mm-hmm. Awesome. That's wonderful. I think it's, you know, in that it's really interesting because we, uh, we all trigger in these moments of conflict and a bad conflict is going to be when we trigger and we use wrong tools in our yes. trigger. We, but if we trigger, that's what brings a conflict. As, yes. you know, I trigger, you trigger. We, and when, we, when I say trigger, what I mean is I feel pain. I feel unacknowledged. I don't think Matt meant for me to not feel acknowledged, but I just didn't feel acknowledged, and that brings pain, mm-hmm. pain from the past, of things that happened. So it's what I call a trigger. Yes. We use the word trigger on purpose because it's the metaphor is a gun. Yeah, yeah, that's that exactly you use right. A trigger to blow someone's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you feel the pain, <laughs> you want to hurt someone else. So in that trigger, then we need to decide what tools to use. And what would have taken three hours before is a bad conflict is yes. because we use the wrong tools and yeah. we really pull that trigger to yeah. hurt each other. Like using a toothbrush to dig a hole. That's right. That's going to take ages. So long. But in this case, having the clarity of these questions help us, asking us all these questions help us decipher, decipher what tool to use yes. in order to get to, to the clarity that we want so we don't hurt each other yeah. in the places where we trigger, where we hurt each other unintentionally. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well said. And the and the critical thing that we're both determined around, we are going to talk about this until we come away with yeah. some clarity. And if we can't get that clarity today, we're going to pick it back up tomorrow or pick it back up on Monday. Monday morning is when we have <laughs> our time set aside where we deal with our with yeah. where we deal with our stuff, right? And whether that's with your children or with a spouse or with a partner or with a business partner or colleagues, we strongly recommend, side note, having a rhythm. It, for us, it's about two hours every Monday morning. Seems like a lot of time. I'll tell you what, that having that time saves us so much time yeah. because it keeps everything else flowing so smoothly, slow as fast. Yeah, I love right. that. So, so the first thing is we're not, we're not coming away from this until we get clarity on who is taking responsibility for what. Secondly, what actions specifically are needed for trust to grow? So we want to get clarity. What could I have done differently that would have been better? And what could I do differently the next time this kind of thing happens? Because it's not going to be the last time we're in this situation, right? Relationships go in rhythms and we... Yeah. You know, the stuff kind of crops up over and over and over again. So next time we come around to this kind of thing, what could I do differently? And that is often I say, oh, okay, so you had a chat about it. You know, is there clarity now? And it's like, no, it's still awkward. And and I say, well, have you got any clarity as to who's taking responsibility for what? Oh, well, I took responsibility for my thing, but they didn't take responsibility for theirs. So, oh, and you just walked away from the conversation, even though they didn't take responsibility for anything? Well, I guess so. Did you give them the impression that you were resolved even though they didn't take any responsibility for anything? Yes, I did. And I'm going, come on. Oh, now you've really shot yourself in the foot. It's far better to go, hey, just so you know, I'm still unresolved because I'm still not clear on you taking any responsibility for anything. That's okay, but let's just be clear here. I'm not resolved. Having no resolution is not the issue. It's the opinion. It's giving the impression that things are resolved when they aren't. That's actually what the what really creates problems. So second, so we identified, okay, so next time, situation like that, Matt just needs to calm the farm a little bit, <laughs> check in with Cora and say, hey, this is what I have in mind. I know you've worked really hard on this. Do you mind if I change it? Da, da, da. So I've got clarity on that. Cora's also got clarity. 
Uh, yeah, venting. Venting is probably not going to be helpful in a situation and obviously getting more vulnerable or having a clear communication that doesn't yeah. vent. You know, saying, I feel upset or I feel sad because you did that. Yeah. And then giving you a, an op- opportunity to respond instead of vet- venting at you right. all the emotion, sure. the negative emotions. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oversharing, and not going to be helpful in that <laughs> circumstance, obviously. Yeah. yeah. And of course you know i really want to reiterate this like venting is is important you just know just not not too matthew yeah, just yeah. kind of finding the yeah, the right mode of venting you yeah. know to the in the right circumstance yeah. yeah i recommend you you know what you should do put a little picture of me on the wall <laughs> and let that map just absolutely <laughs> have it <laughs> or just have self control and just you know take it somewhere else no matter what it's it's good you know Oh, and I and I should say I also took responsibility for my snappy comment in response to her venting. I should have said, "Hey, I'm not feeling comfortable with the communication. I I think I need some space here. Can you figure out exactly what you're feeling, and and let me know when you're ready to express that in a way that's kind and respectful." And she would have gone, "Yeah." Yes, yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. I am not there right now, but I will get my heart into a good space for this conversation, and I will let you know. And I absolutely trust that she yeah. would. And yeah. so that I also had to take responsibility for that. And then the last one is who is actually committed to what going forward. So sometimes you clarify this is what's needed, but sometimes that need can't be met. In this case, you know, fortunately, we were both able to go, yeah, I could work on that going forward. I see what you need. Yeah. I could work on that. But sometimes it's we go through the stages and we get clarity. Oh, you would need me to do this going forward. And we've had to look at each other or one of us has had to look yeah. at the other and go, you know what? That is not a need that I'm yeah. that I'm prepared to even attempt to meet, either because I don't feel it's appropriate mm-hmm. or because I feel like it wouldn't be good for me. Mm-hmm. To even try it, 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 you know, I, I, there's a, a matter of self care that's on the line, or yeah. sometimes it's I'm just not in a good enough space. Yeah, I'm not well right now. Yeah. I'm feeling a bit depressed, or I'm feeling a little out of control this season of life with children, and mm-hmm. you know, I'm I haven't slept properly in three weeks, and I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, and sometimes the most beautiful expressions of committed love are hanging in there with each other in the midst of needs not being met. But what's so powerful is when there's clarity. You know, it's like, hey, I recognize Mm -hmm. that need. I can see that's what you need. And I, and yes, I can meet that need. Yes, I can work on that. Mm -hmm. Or, do you know what? I don't think I can work on that. But clarity around that. That I used to say, yes, babe, I'll never do that again. And Corey used to find that even a little bit (laughs) triggering. Because she's like... Come on, you're human. Seriously? Yeah, yeah. You're going to sit look me in the eye and say you're never going to do that again? We both know that's not true. So, so I said, what do you want me to say? And she said, how about something like, I'll work on that. And so that's what we say now. Yeah, yeah, we say, yeah. yep. And it's, it, it's so much better because it's just true. Yeah, it's just yeah. more true, you know, is, is, yeah, okay, I can work on that. Yeah. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Anything to add? I think that um, one thing I want to make sure that people can get away with today is that at the beginning we were talking about this. Come, oh, come away with? Yes. What yeah, did yeah. I say? Or get away with sounds like <laughs> something you want to get away with. Like, come away come with. Come away with. Yeah, yeah thank you. Um, is kind of this whole picture of the splinter in your heart that you were talking about at the oh, beginning. Yeah. In that, you know, we are aware that 
if I felt unacknowledged, there's a there's a probably a good chance that I'm still healing from times where mm. I didn't feel acknowledged by Matt. That's why we talk about the word trigger. So I'm still healing, which means it's my responsibility to fully heal and to to come into conversations without this open wound. Yes. And so though we are aware that there's unresolved things with people in the past, like Matthew described it, I can remember clearly the conversations with people with whom things were unresolved. Mm. That might have created the splinter in our hearts, but it's obviously in what he was saying, it's our responsibility, and that's why I want to finish that thought, it's our responsibility to care that. Because obviously if if I don't fully take care of what's in my heart towards Matthew, that's when the conversation can escalate yeah. so badly. And so it's always on our part. And that's what we, you know, we talk a lot about taking responsibility for that splinter. But when we come away, and the point of this podcast today with what Matthew's saying, when we come away with unclarity between us, there's only a few way forward. We either, if that person is not willing to give us clarity, mm. we either just going to need to heal yeah. and have healthy boundaries or we're going to need to reattempt and say, can we talk about it again? Yeah. Because I'd love to have clarity with you. And there's some friends I can think of over the years. We've tried that very hard where they mm, like definitely. constantly coming back. Okay, something felt unresolved. Can we talk about it again? And as long as they're willing, mm. it's gone well. And it's taken sometimes a few years yeah. of going back at a conversation. So yeah, it's it's your responsibility to care for your heart. And then if mm. there's unresolved things that cause you to trigger with people, it's yes. important that you take care of your heart well. So, so yeah. good. What a wonderful note to end on. Yeah, the we like to remind ourselves that my triggers belong to me. Yeah, they're my triggers. Yeah, my trig. You know, my, the things in my the landmines that are sitting under the surface in my heart. Those are my responsibility. It's not yeah. your job to deal with the landmines in mm-hmm. my heart from past mm-hmm. wounds and you know points of pain. Yeah. It's my job to go through my own. You know, field and dig up the landmines and get the healing that I need. Yeah. Um, and of course, we, in our faith, uh, believe that that is exactly what is on offer to us through yeah. Jesus, yeah. through the Holy so, Spirit. That's how yeah. we get the healing that we need. Yeah. So we get to be part of not just only causing each other pain and wounding. We also get to be a part of each other's healing, yeah. which and, is wonderful. And the beauty of coming together, like what we did in that conversation, you and I, is that we're willing to adjust because we're willing to go, wow, I can see you're in pain about this. Mm. And we don't try to judge why you're in pain about it. We just get to accept that it is what it is and yeah. we work through it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, everybody taking responsibility for it, but yet also wanting to adjust. That's that balance mm-hmm. that's so tricky that people always want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do we how do we resolve this when there's he still needs to take responsibility? Well, then... Let him take responsibility, but are you also willing to adjust? Because yeah. sometimes somebody somebody's journey takes a long time to fully heal. And so, yeah, it's that balance of finding yeah. a little bit of a sweet spot. And I think we did that that day really yeah, well. We so. Yeah, we must have because we completely forgot about it. <laughs> we forgot all Later of that. All right. I think that wraps us up for episode 10. I just realized we didn't name this episode. You just said, how do we resolve this? So that's probably the question. That's probably the title of this episode. How the heck do we actually resolve this? How do we not just talk about it? How do we resolve it? Uh, So that was episode 10. Thank you for joining us, friends. We hope that this has been helpful for you. It is our joy, our delight, our privilege to help you strengthen 
and to heal when necessary your most important relationships. Go well, friend. <laughs>